Welcome to today's episode of the Unparalleled Success Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods, and joining me on the show today is Nolan Hutchison. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing super fantastic. I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, for those watching that don't know, Nolan and I are both from Gananoque. We both uh, spent time at Gananoque Intermediate Secondary School, so I'm super excited to have him on the show, given both of our backgrounds and uh Nolan has played some junior hockey, played for the Sudbury Wolves, and right now he's out in BC. So I'll ask you about your journey. So for for starting things off, how old were you when you started playing hockey, Nolan? Uh, I must have been four or five years old. So I mean, I'm 20, 20 now, so it's been quite a long time since I've started, started lacing up the skates. Right on. And you, you began playing in... Uh, Gananoque for for a little while before you decided to move on to Kingston. Is that right? Yeah, I played played Gan rep hockey until about minor peewee, and then in major peewee, I decided to take that step and play up that for a few years, and then made my way to Sudbury. And uh, obviously, Gananoque is a really small town, only a population of five thousand people, so. Uh, w would you consider it, uh, how, how necessary was it for you to, to move from Gananoque to Kingston to get the exposure and the scouting in order to be drafted by Sudbury? I mean, it helps a lot. I mean, Kingston, you're able to move, move to multiple cities to play in teams, so it allows the teams and the OHL to scout better. And I mean, I thought it was just better hockey to compete in, so I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to this playing again awkward because I loved it there but I mean to take that next step in my hockey career I thought that I'd have to play against better competition and move on absolutely and do you remember where you were and uh, how you found out that you had been drafted by Sudbury how how was that process for you yeah I mean I think it was on a Saturday morning the draft originally started at like 9 a.m and I think I was just in my living room and just kind of streamed it online for the first three rounds. But then after those rounds, it kind of moves on to just like an updated list on the internet. So I'm mean, just following along with that. And then um, just uh, wait for all the phone calls and texts to come in. Who were some of the notable people that reached out to you after you were drafted to congratulate you? Uh, I mean, I think every one of my family members. So, I mean, they were all pretty excited because they knew it was kind of a dream come true to, to get selected into the OHL. So, I mean, it's kind of nice seeing all the support from that, but then kind of all my buddies, buddies from Gann and buddies from Kingston. So, I mean, it's nice to see how much support you have and things like that. And did you play one more year in Kingston before you, you moved on to Sudbury? Yeah, I, I played a midget hockey actually and. Um, right after I got drafted, so I mean, I didn't didn't feel like junior was a necessary step to me to play in. I know a lot of guys kind of like playing junior hockey right as soon as possible. So I thought for my development, I thought that playing one year midget with the the team we had and the coach I was going to have thought that um, further my development and being able to play more hockey. 
And when you did move to Sudbury, that's a lot farther from home than Kingston, which is just down the road. So uh, did you end up living with the Billet family? And how was your transition from uh, living in Gann to moving to Sudbury? Yeah, it's definitely not close. It's about six and a half hours away from, from Kingston, let alone Gann. So, um, yeah, I lived with the Billet, same Billet for about three years. So, so kind of nice to know where you're going in September every year. But um, I was fortunate enough to have another player live with me. So, I mean, it's kind of nice when you're going through the same process as someone in their first year. So it makes things a little bit easier. You know, I'm a big fan of the Ottawa Senators, and uh, one former player for the Sens was uh, your coach in Sudbury, Corey Stillman. How was it uh, learning from him, and what was it like having a NH- former NHL player behind the bench for you in Sudbury? Uh, I, I love playing for um, Corey. I mean, fortunate now that he's, uh, he's assistant coach in Arizona, so it's kind of, it was kind of his first year coaching. It was my first year in the in the OHL, so I mean, I think a lot of us learn together, and he knows a lot. I mean, he's played well over games in the NHL and won two Stanley Cups. So, I mean, learning from him with all those was good for my development and everyone on the team's development. You also had the opportunity to play with some pretty good players, and uh, not to leave anyone else out, but obviously there there's the standout in Quinton Byfield. What was it like? playing with him and playing on his line as well in Sudbury. I mean, kind of think, looking at him, he's a guy, but I mean, so, I mean, for his size and his skill, it's crazy to see how he works every day, goes to the rank and treats it like a full-time job because that's what it is when you move to the big league. So, I mean, as, as a player that, Although he's younger, you kind of learn from what he does and tries to mimic a couple more things. And playing on his line last year and the years prior, I mean, it helps helps you as a player because when you're playing with such a great player with high talent, it kind of helps you succeed. I know uh, one memory from following your career that stands out to me, but I'll ask you first. If you had to pick a highlight from your time playing in Sudbury, what comes to mind? Um... I could go. I could go the easier. I would say my my first goal and my first fight. But I mean, I know that um, I had a my first actual hat trick in my first playoff game in the OHL. So I mean, that was kind of neat to do. And again, touching on Byfield, he was on my line and he assisted on all three goals. So I can give him part of the credit for that one. Yeah, I, I definitely remember watching the highlight reel after that first playoff game and seeing how fired up the boys got for you after you got the the third one so that was exciting yeah. to watch uh you talked about your first fight as well can you tell us about uh, what what it's like fighting against other players in the ohl and uh how what, how you felt with your first one i mean for your first fight um you don't really people are scared of it and kind of think people get hurt but i mean you're an adrenaline rushing through your body you don't really feel much right so and for for me, it's kind of nice because I have a bigger frame, so I can kind of hold guys out and kind of play defense a little bit more, and uh, kind of hold guys back from punching me. So, I mean, for my first fight, I was able to do a couple of those, and uh, we both, I think, had a pretty even fight. 
I also understand that you got to participate in the Carolina Hurricanes rookie tournament a few years ago. How did uh, that opportunity come about? Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably July of 2019, yeah, 2019 or 2020. 2019, sorry, because yeah, 2020 was all about COVID. Um, I was kind of just at work and got a text from my, my agent saying that I was able to go to Carolina's rookie tournament. And uh, so, I mean, it's kind of nice, you know, it pays off sometimes. So I was kind of flew to um, North Carolina there and then took off to Nashville and played in a five-team tournament and played some teams in, um, in front of multiple scouts. So it was kind of nice as a free agent. Who were some of the best players that stood out to you playing against them at the rookie tournament? Um... There was, there's lots. I mean, uh, Connor McMichael, he's with Washington, and he's, I think he just got a hat-trick the other day in the AHL, so it's kind of neat to see. But uh, Ryan Suzuki, Carolina's first-round pick. Jameson Reese, I think he was a earlier pick as well. And there's just, I think, Bean, Jake Bean, he's a top guy in Carolina. So, I mean, all those guys are on my team, and it kind of helps see what the pros are really like. You mentioned COVID and how 2020 was all about COVID. Was it a challenge for you staying in shape or staying active or not getting bored, just waiting around to find out what type of season you were going to have, if any? Yeah, it's definitely not ideal. I mean, kind of keep yourself in shape as best you can because the gyms weren't necessarily open to train in. But um, I was enough that kind of had my trainer do stuff and then invest the field over there. At, in Kingston, so kind of stayed in shape that way, but it's definitely tough not knowing, especially as an overager, going into your final season, that you don't really have a plan going into the fall. So, I mean, it's kind of nice to be out here now in BC playing hockey, but, I mean, obviously, COVID comes first, and being able to do everything safely is a must. And how did the trade out to Nanaimo to end up playing for the Clippers, how did that uh, opportunity come up for you? Um, it was actually started with, uh, Wellington, the OJHL, or the OJ, uh, yeah, the OJHL and Ontario there. So I kind of, my GM of Sudbury called me and said that they were going to give me some form of release so I can go play and do something because sitting at home was kind of getting boring and I kind of needed to do something, right? So I was going to Wellington, I signed there, but then with the lockdowns in Ontario, that kind of got shut down pretty quickly. So Wellington GM said they were going to put all their 20-year-olds up for release. And then um, the Nanaimo Clippers, they kind of just called me and said, hey, we'd love to have you out here. So I said, I might as well. There's nothing else to do in Ontario right now. So that's the opportunity I had. And uh, when would the BCHL season start? Do you, do you have any schedule released yet? Or? The, yeah, they, there's nothing set in stone right now. But, I mean, I think the... Health Minister said something about they want to have sports going by the end of the month, early March type of thing. So we're kind of just waiting for those dates to arrive to see if there's anything else going to happen. The BCHL is probably the top junior A league in Canada. What are your expectations for once you get going there? Uh, I mean, my expectations are pretty high. I mean, I obviously want to compete to the best of my ability and kind of get ready to go to Queens next year. So. I mean, if we can, I'm eager to start and eager to get back to where I was last season. 
and uh, you, you mentioned Queens, which is back right back home. How excited are you to to be mm -hmm. able to continue your career after junior with uh, one of the oldest universities in the country and one of the best programs that there is? I'm excited. I mean, and brackets and being that helps a lot, and it's kind of nice to be back at home for once instead of being far away playing hockey, right? So I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for school. time in a while because I'm not already taking the courses right now. But um, I'm excited to go and play hockey again and again, school again, which helps your development even more. And Brett Gibson, head coach of the Queens program, who you mentioned, he's also coached the U17 national team, so he has got quite the resume. Have you known Brett for a while, and how did the talks go with, with him and the rest of the program and in agreeing to go there? Yeah, I mean, I think um, being from Gann, I think everyone's families are kind of kind of friends in their own way, so I mean, I think the Red's really uh, familiar with my with my family there in Gann, so uh, definitely wanted another Gann guy going to, to play for him in Queens, so I mean, I've I've thought about which schools I wanted to go to, and Queens is one of the top three, arguably the top one. But uh, I mean, I figured I might as well stay at home and kind of keep it easier on me instead of going to a different city every every uh, fall and winter. So I I really like their school. Obviously, it's kind of a old historic school. So I mean, it's a great education. So I kind of focus on that a little bit more. That's phenomenal. I wish you the best of luck with Nanaimo this year once you guys get the season going. And uh, I'm looking forward to following your career once you come back home to play for Queens. And I thank you for taking the time to talk with me today, Nolan. Perfect. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks again to Nolan for coming on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to give it a share. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. And go Sens go, everybody.